My name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Okay, friends out there in property sourcing profit land, if you are sourcing for profits, property profiteering in any sense at all, working on your property business, this is the podcast for you. And I'm super, super excited. This is how I sound when I'm super, super excited. Uh, because I have got a really, really special guest with me today who's going to talk about his journey in property, in packaging deals, in life. Who knows where this is going to go? Uh, a young man I met probably a couple of years ago. We'll film that up in a few minutes. Uh, and I'm just so impressed, so impressed at the progress he's made in his property business. So property sourcing properties out there, put your hands together. Not if you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel. Put your hands together for the wonderful Ben Chambers. Yay! Welcome, Ben. Thank you very much, David. That's a heck of an introduction. <laughs> well deserved. Well deserved. So um, I'm picking up a twang in your voice of the chilly, damp north. Ben, yes. where are you based? So I grew up in a wonderful little town called Burnley. Yeah. Uh, I live in Manchester now. Uh, my mum is from Lancashire and my dad is from Yorkshire. So if you get any cross Pennine twangs in there as well, that's usually why. Right. Great. And uh, I've been to Burnley. <clears throat> the first time I went to Burnley, Ben, I actually refused to get out of the car. <laughs> my business partner. <laughs> Got me up at six o'clock in the morning. Remember, I live in Brighton. Yeah. Now, I think it was five o'clock in the morning for a 10 o'clock appointment with a, uh, an estate agent in Burnley to view a terraced property in BB10 somewhere. My old stomping ground. Right. Might have been BB11. Mm. Um, so um, those areas where they have those Victorian terraces, that they're, they're clearing them in part to make green spaces. Have you been? You've yeah. Been, yeah. 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 It's a, it's a better use of space, to be, to be fair, now. What, what knocking them down? <laughs> knocking them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went to Burnley and I sat in the car and I thought, no, this isn't for me, really. <laughs> but it was a bit wet and rainy. And... Um, yeah, Burnley. So, um, what, what year would that have been? Sorry, what, what year would that have been? That would have been about two thousand and six, mm. and uh, I stayed in the car, yeah. and but we pulled up outside the house, and the estate agent lad was there, as was our builder Tony, who at the time was the best builder in the world. He's still the best builder in the world, but he's yeah. retired now. Um, and he, we didn't even speak, Ben. He just looked me in the eye and shook his head. Right. He'd already been in. And um, we didn't realise how bad it was until my partner, the other David, um, went upstairs to view the front bedroom and fell through the floor into the living room below. Yeah, it's a standard feature in Burnley. <laughs> Very much so. No, in 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 um in in recent years uh, and it has improved a lot in in certain areas but certainly 2006 i'd have stayed in the car as well yeah well i'm only teasing you um but east lanks generally yeah uh, yeah we were pretty active there as well mm -hmm. um 
Cool. So um, your property adventure, you weren't always in property. We're, we're, what, what, tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what, you, what, you, what, you, what you've been up to. Yeah. So like, uh, like most people, I, I, I left, I went through the traditional education system, left college, didn't want to go to university for, for, for whatever reason. Um, and my, my father very sternly told me, well, if you're not going to university, you're not sitting on your backside. So you're going and getting a job. So, um, I, I, I took a job. Um, it was a, a, a sort of telesales um role which i did for a little while didn't really enjoy it didn't really like it um and after 12 months after a um i would say several quite serious and and lengthy conversations with with both my parents uh decided to join the family business um there wasn't um at at that time it was a, a very much a lifestyle business um and i'd got I, I was i was young and eager and probably a little bit too um keen uh for for want of a better word and and had these grand grand ideas of of, of growing a business and and that's that's what i wanted to do but obviously had a lot to 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 learn um i'm still involved in that business that's still that's where i am today actually um the business has grown tremendously over the 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 years um it's nothing to do with with property although intertwined in the last 16 years probably 15 16 years we've done we've always had a, a one eye on it um we we um we developed a a we bought and, and flipped a property abroad some some years ago, um, which, to be fair, was more my father's project than than mine. Um, we'd done a couple of properties up in the UK, and and so we'd always kind of had a hand in it, but never really, never really as a business. It was more just something on the side that that I don't know. But perhaps we felt that we should because we'd heard that property was good. I don't know. There was it was never a a, a business aspiration um so what what area was the original business that which, which is still ongoing what area is yeah. it generally yeah so we're we're, it, we're our depot is in burnley um industrial units are, are, are reasonable um they, they match the residential prices uh but uh yeah the the, the head office the, the business is based in burnley but we cover the whole of the uk so you know we have um a, an operations director who was up in scotland last week up in in aberdeen and, and that area we've got guys in the south um we have got one or two customers in ireland although we're not active over there but we, we're very much um through through the uk um we we sell industrial cleaning machines so road sweepers industrial pressure washers warehouse wow. cleaning machines so we're we're in what we call the mucky end the industrial end of of, of the market um and, and part of my role for many years was going out onto sites with these machines and demonstrating them and and, and selling them cool um and, and still is to to some degree so those street, do you do the street sweepers with street the, sweepers? Yeah, we've got a, steering wheels on both sides. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a couple of them out in the market. Yeah, they they're good. They're good fun. I'd love to have one of them. 
Okay, so um, your introduction to property, I mean, I met you at Progressive Property. Was Progressive your sort of uh, first stop along the way, or had you done some sort of research and training before that? Uh, I've not done any training before that. Um, I've I've listened to quite a lot of your your podcast episodes, David, and, and, and the common theme is... I got an email from Progressive, and nobody seems to know how that happens, but it yes. just it just does. Yeah. Um, that wasn't my story. Um, we, we have um, we have a little bit of a standing joke in in, in our house, which is I'm I'm a morning person, but I don't have to get up at five a.m. Um, whereas my, my my dad, the kind of the, the industry that he grew up in, he was very much you've got to get up before the sun's up. Um, and so we have this standing joke through the business around the 5am club and uh, we, we kind of got this um, um, bit of a joke, if, if, if you will, around that. And then we got a, um, there was a video that Rob Moore put on uh, LinkedIn around the 5am club and, and his, his yeah, yeah. thoughts on that. And it was just a colleague of mine that sent me that and said, can't believe it. We were talking about this just, just the day before or, or whatever it was. And then I started seeing a little bit more of Rob on, on LinkedIn. Um, and then the algorithms do their thing and you start to see a bit more of him on Facebook and a bit more of him on Twitter. Um, and, and that obviously led me to progressive property. Um, I remember, I remember that LinkedIn post that he did. Yeah, it went nuts. Yeah, it did. Um, it, it just went viral, didn't yeah. it? Um, just him saying he had an alternative view to the 5am. Absolutely. Club, you already said. So um, you, you've discovered progressive property. I'm going to jump yes. forward, if I may, yeah. and talk about where that's led you to today, and then we'll fill yeah. the gap in. Is that all yeah, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. So, um, you know, when I met you... Um, it was very apparent you were a very smart young man, Ben. I mean, I got it quite early, but you hadn't sort of found your niche really in property. Mm. But what are you doing today in property? Give our listeners a sort of snapshot of what's gone on. So I did the uh, I did the deal packaging course um, with with yourself, um, and we've we've set up a deal packaging business. Uh, that's that's the the sort of. The, the, the left arm, if you will, of, of property and then the right arm of property that goes with that is we're, we're using those skills and contacts and networks to, to, to grow a portfolio as well. So that's the longer term view um, that the last 18 months has been very much around around deal packaging. Yep. And I love that. Can I just flag up that left arm, right arm thing? Mm. Um <sighs> But choose my words carefully, right? Yeah, it's always better to have two arms, right? Yeah. And um, th- there's no issue with learning the skills you need with deal packaging and use those skills to go and build a different sort of property business. Mm-hmm. Because the skills that we, we learn as deal packages, you need in every area of property, in my view. Yeah. So you are now um, having sourced single lets, having sourced HMOs, I think you yeah. did. Um, you're now building your own portfolio or you're still working for investors? What's going on? A uh, little bit of both. So we're predominantly still investors. Uh, we have added, a, we, we've bought a couple of properties um, this year, um, which the, the, the goal was if we could add two 
this year that would be that would be great to 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 begin with um and, and we'd achieve that by yesterday uh so that that, that completed so yesterday September. so you're three so, months three months ahead of schedule yeah so we're we're we're, we're on we're on with with that um and and the deal packaging side of things the the the, the journey was uh up, up and down it wasn't uh, uh, straight out the blocks yeah uh, i think is 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 fair to say um just before my sixth mastermind um meeting session uh whatever you want to call it um was when i got my first deal across the line so it, it actually took me nearly six months to 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 get the first one um, and from the start of 2019 to now, we've done 15. So compounded, um, I, I think. So, so just let me let me pause here so our listeners can take that in, right? Um, you did the deal packaging training at Progressive. You joined us on the Mastermind, which is a six yeah. months uh, six month course, and you you just got your first one over the line in the six months. And mm. you know what, Ben? That's really really common. I see mm. that a lot because um, friends who are on the mastermind for six months, they, they, they're looking for their deal. Of course, they want to go and do a deal month, week one, month yeah. one. Right? And, and one or two people do that, but not everyone can do that. And they don't realize how close they are at the end of six months, how far they've come, what the journey has been, how much they've learned. You know, And I can see it's really frustrating from my point of view, right, because mm-hmm. I want these people to make money, right? And, they, and they're there, and I know they're there, and if I just had another six weeks with them, right, it, it could make all the difference. And um, some stick with it as you did, uh, but some sort of go, oh, no, this didn't work. I'll go and look at something else. Mm. Um, but you stuck with it and, you know, 15 in nine months, uh, even nine months. So you're doing the thick end of two deals a month now. Mm. Average fee on the deals? For for a single let, three grand. Yeah. Um, Higher for for a HMO. And and, and if we're doing conversions, obviously, then there's there's, – fees that you can add into that as well if, if you're managing the okay. conversion so i noted the little hesitation in your voice before you said what the fees were because you know how what i'm going to say to you don't you but we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards go on <laughs> sound a bit cheap ben it sounds a bit cheap three grand okay. in 2019 i don't know what you're charging for hmos but you've got to get up i mean i've seen your facebook videos you seem to be doing a double building in sulfur yeah. somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. Two four bedders, or is it going to be one big eight bedder? How's it going to be? Um, no, it's going to. We're going to leave it as two. Right. Uh, we're going to leave it as two two separate. Um, license for for one. Um, investors preference. Uh, it, it was very clear from from the off that he wanted to keep them as two separate properties, and and sort of even even just a discussion uh, around the possibilities. It was he wanted to keep them as two. So uh, hopefully he's not listening, but that should be a, quite a juicy fee, right? Um, yeah. Especially as I've seen you on site, you know, managing mm-hmm. the aids, which I found tortuously difficult. And I, mm-hmm. I still do, Ben, work yeah. with tradesmen. I've, you know, I find they let me, let me down. So I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit later. We'll come back. Okay. Um, so friends who are listening to this, who are just started out, who maybe they haven't done their first deal yet, you know, there may be where you were after, 
you know, doing the course and then six months on the mastermind, you've only just got your first one, maybe, right? What would you say to them is the best course of action if they want to stay in property, if they want to package deals, if they know that it reinforces all their skills in other areas, just deal packaging? What what would you say to them? Because people, people give up and it, mm-hmm. it hurts me when they give up. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it, it, well... I share your frustration because I see it in, in, in our other business as well. We've, we've had people that have left when they've, they've thought that they can't do it. And, um, you, you know, that the ones that, that, that can and can't and the ones that, that should be really, um, sticking with it for, for want of a better, a better phrase. Um, it would have been really easy for me, particularly given that, that we've got the other business as well. I, I wasn't, my, my goal was never to leave that, that business and was never to replace my income. This was, was another sort of income stream, if you will, that, that I was looking to build. So it would have been really easy for me to, to say, actually, this doesn't work. I'm just going to go back to my security, my safe job that, that, okay, yeah, it's our business, but I'm just going to go back to that safety. Um, I think anybody that's thinking about quitting mm. um, at six months, I know people do deals in the first, as, as you've touched on, the first couple of weeks as, as, as it happens. Um, I, I think generally you, you've got to give it time. Mm. Um, it takes time to build those contacts. It takes time to build the trust between um, if you're doing direct-to-vendor you know the the seller. If you're doing investors, it takes time to build that that trust. Yeah. Um, and I think to try and set a time scale where you say I must have my first deal within the first two months or three months, I think that adds pressure. Um, you know, listen to to the, the whether it's training, whether it's mentoring, take that all on board, and and. <laughs> It sounds cheesy and and, and sort of a, a, a little bit easy to say, but don't 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 quit if you if you genuinely um, have gone through that 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 training and that process and you believe what your your, your product is. Mm. Don't don't throw the towel in. Don't don't quit. Yeah. Um, and the investment people make in themselves, you know, financially and time mm. is that sort of thing. So you mentioned time a couple of times there. Um, you were working while you were doing this. We mm. working in the family business, but you, you still had a full time job at that point, or did you allocate some time for your new property business? Yeah, so I, I allocated um, initially. I allocated a day a week um, where I was taking a, a, a day a week out out the business um, to, to focus just on property because what I was trying to do was blend it in with the, 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 the week and it just wasn't happening. So I needed to set time aside where I say, okay, this particular day, that that's my property day. Um, I've been able to increase that. Uh, I've had to because of the customers and, and the deals that we've done. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose some people could say I'm, I'm, fortunate that I'm in that position where I can take the time out um but I've I've I've, I've run the two side by side yeah there's always a way I, I get it absolutely other people would be employed by third parties and they, they might find that 
harder to liberate some time, but there, yeah. there's always a way. So we went from nothing to one deal to 15. So I'm going to mm -hmm. ask, I'm, I'm just sitting in the shoes of people who are maybe a bit newer mm -hmm. uh, than you and I are. Um, how do you get to that point? So the one of the big things I hear, Ben, is I can't find the investors. I can't find the money. I can't find people to buy the deal. There's loads of deals, can't find the investors. So you've mm -hmm. got from like zero zero to hero clearly but <laughs> the sort of 15 deals yeah um i mean without telling us who your investors are where did you find them how much work was involved in in getting those customers together where how did you promote yourself um Ah, you just tagged that on the end there, didn't you? How did I promote myself? Um, I would say social media, but not enough. And I, and I know that, but that is, um, that's the first thing I would say. Yeah. Uh, and it's not about pitching every time you post on social media. People need to see what you're doing, um, who you are, where you're operating. You, you, you need to do that. I, I've um you know hand on heart have posted videos and when i've been sat there and thought i must do this i must do this i've posted a video and then i've had four or five messages within a day um and it's been that that quick and they don't all become investors sure but that's how they that's how they found me um for, for me having a sales background referrals is really really that that that's really important. It plays an, uh, a key part for me. So if you've done a deal for an investor and you're thinking, well, where's my next one going to come through? Talk to the investor. See if chances are, if he's investing in property, he or she, he they they will have friends or they might have a family member or somebody else that that, that wants to invest. And and if if you've done a good service for them, then there's no reason why they shouldn't recommend you to 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 a friend. Um, so I've, I've got referrals from existing investors. Um, and can, not... I say, can I say that's key, right? It's a key yeah. point because, um, so I grew up in sales. I've been in sales most of my life one way or another. Okay. Um, and it was drummed into me at various points of my various careers, uh, that referral recommendation is the easiest way of, getting new business yeah and, and even if you don't get the business from the original investor they can still refer you to friends if they sort of like the cut of your jib you know if they think yeah you can get the job done right um and sometimes it's on the dinner breach um people don't ask for referrals and, it, and it's sad i was actually told off actually mm -hmm. um, but in my mentorship at progressive um, for just relying on referral and recommendation. Because referral and recommendation apparently can build you a business, right? Mm. But if you want to scale it, you've got to go beyond that. Yeah. Because there's not enough, you know. And sometimes it's too comfortable just working from referral and recommendation. Mm. Now, somebody listening to this who's never had a referral or recommendation or never asked a question might think I'm talking sort of a foreign language, but you yeah. get it. I can, yeah, I understand that. We can see each other. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I, I was challenged to push out, you know, mm. the big world, right? Yeah. Which is what you did because I saw, um, and it did go in fits and starts, Ben. You were either all in and then, you know, you've got some customers, so, you, you know, mm. 
have the um, uh, necessity to keep pushing. But mm. your th what you do very well is content marketing on social media. You talk about your journey, yourself, the property business, where you are, the numbers, the type of deals. You do all that stuff very, very well. And I, it doesn't surprise me at all that if you do a post like that, you get four or five inquiries. Mm. So uh, 15 customers, that's quite yeah. a lot, though. So you must have, a, must have done quite a lot of um, marketing to get 15. So we've talked about social media. I'm assuming Facebook, or are you a LinkedIn person as well? Um, no, all of my – I am on LinkedIn. Um, most of my sort of – property stuff if you will for want of a better word um yeah. I, I i keep it on 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 facebook um it's not a conscious decision actually I, I just find it an easier platform to 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 use to navigate um linkedin's got its champions i know but hey i, I just had some good results with it ben it works doesn't it That's yeah yeah very much so I was talking to a friend of ours uh, last weekend. She's quite new to the mastermind, hasn't actually started yet. What can I do before I start, David? And I suggested a bit of, you know, just introducing herself with mm -hmm. the content marketing. Uh, um, she did. I saw the post, right, because we do. And uh, she messaged me afterwards. Uh, she's got a phone call, you know. She's got a phone call with a potential <laughs> investor, right? You know, this shit works. Who'd have thought? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Cool. So what type of deals have you been sourcing? Have you been sourcing to order? So you meet your investors and uh, are you driven by what they want or are you um, sort of mail shotting what you can find out to them? How's it work? So, so in an ideal world, I, I would source to order. Yeah. Um, and that was what I, what I started with because I, I believe you – effectively you've got a tick list then of things that you need to find and, and you go away and find it. If you're just randomly viewing houses and you need to be doing viewings, I think you need to be meeting estate agents and letting agents and, and, and doing that. But if you're just going out viewing 20 or 30 properties a week, um, you know, you might not find the right thing for that particular investor. So we started with sourcing to, to order and that, that worked. But then you've got that balance then of, well, I need to keep in the good books of the agents. I need to keep the contact going with the agents. So you you view something and then you, because, because I'd built up a, a little pool of, shall we say, potentials, potential investors, you just test the market and you test the water with with the kind of things that you're viewing. And generally then the feedback that you get then drives you off in a different direction. So, you know, if, if the yield is only 6% and they say, well, actually I want eight, then I know I, I need to tweak my, um, whether it's the area, whether it's the type of property or, or, or whatever. But that that's driven from the, 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 the testing point first. Yeah, we're back to BB10 again, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so do you work with cash investors or do most of your investors need a mortgage? There's nothing wrong with buying with a mortgage. No, there's, there's not. Um, I, too, I think, have, have been been mortgage, which surprised me. That surprised me. So I, I, I thought that there would be – I thought it would be the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Now, there's, um, I, I think there's a perception that if you're buying cash, you can uh, complete quicker. And in most cases, you can. You yeah. might get a bit of a discount. And in some cases, you can. Um, and if they're not bothered about leaving that money in for a, a short period of time before refinancing, then that that works. Um, and and it's really frustrating, which I actually experienced a couple of months ago, to have a deal fall down then because the investor has declined a mortgage. So it just took away that that risk. Um, I didn't go into the, the 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 whys and wherefores, and we have done business since. Um, whether it was the property, whether it was the the individual, um, not not too sure. But I, I was um, quite a long, quite a long way down the road with that one. Okay, so you got, you got a long way down the road. And I'm talking in general terms, right? Not mm. specifics here. Um, so presumably, if you've got an investor that wants to buy with a mortgage at some point, quite early in the process, mm. ask about an AIP agreement in principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had this in place. Yeah, yeah. Got the got the decision in principle, um, rejected at um, offer. Offer. Mm, didn't didn't offer them. Didn't offer them. So um, they, they were quite a. How do I put this? Um, the lenders don't. While you're thinking, they, the lenders don't really give reasons either at that. No, point, do they? No. Um, and when you're, I, I don't know if if you found this, but generally as a as a, a deal packager, they, they won't give me the reason anyway. No, you, you're hearing it secondhand. Even if you get a reason, you, you, you're hearing it secondhand. Um, but um, these these things happen, and, and you know you, yeah, you yeah. learn from them. You've got to dust yourself off and and, and move on to the next one and, and adapt accordingly. Um, but I wouldn't not work with an investor just because they were looking to buy with a mortgage. No, uh, but, no. But, but my preference my preference is cash. Yeah, sure. And even anyone that says they're cash, um, in my experience, they all, without, I can't, I can think of one that sport, sport my theory here. Yeah. Um, but they all remortgage within yeah. a sensible time frame, you know, because they want to get their money out and go again. And go again, yeah. Yeah. The, the interesting one who, who, um, leaves all his money in, he, he sees in his head that he's buying an interest rate. You know, mm. other than leave it yeah. in a high street bank or building society, or leave it in yeah. his own property, yeah. and it sees that yield, whatever it finishes up at, um, as an interest rate. That's how yeah. he sees it. You know, uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so what's uh, what's the plan now then? Um, so you've got once you've done fifteen deals in eight months. Mm. Ben, You've got enough investors. You've got a prop. You've got a packaging business if you want that, right? Mm. So I don't know what you're doing. We haven't had this conversation previously. So are you continuing to source for investors? Is it um, a cash flow business that you're looking to develop while sharpening your skills and your knowledge, or are you diversifying into building your own thing? Then where where are you heading with this? So I think certainly. Um, now we're getting into sort of month eight, we're, we're into, if you will, the, the, the second um, wave, shall we say, of existing investors. So most investors will not just want to buy one, they'll want to buy several 
yes. properties. So we're into refinance stage with some of these guys and we'll source for those and we'll continue to, to, to work with those people. Um, and that's about you and your service. So is there anything yeah. special you can share? What What is it that makes them want to work with you, Ben? Um, I know the area. Yep. Um, I'm very accessible. These are things that I, I sort of am. Um, I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not hiding behind a business. I'm not. Um, you know, if if I'm, I'm very sort of front facing, I, I, I think. Um, and if I think that I can't work with someone, or if I can't help them, I'll be straight up with with them and and, and say so. Or if we're struggling with a certain thing, I'll I'll say so. Um, generally. Uh, I try to take as much of the legwork, as much of the hassle away from from those those investors. Um, deal packaging, stroke, deal sourcing means very, very different things to to, to different people, and there's very, very different levels of service. And I, I, I believe that if you can make yourself not completely reliant. But if you're at a point where that investor relies on you for certain things, whether it's, and it doesn't matter whether it's financial advice, um, not financial advice, because you wouldn't be FCA regulated, but you know what I mean, advice around what they should do with a, a mortgage or, or figures or rental or the area, um, should they go into HMO, should they go into SA, if, if they're coming to you for that knowledge, then, you know, you're their guy or their girl then, you know, and, and they will come to you again and again. And if you give them straight up honest information and, and, and help, I find that that the figures are important, obviously. Um, but I think if you're somebody that is trustworthy and honest and hardworking and, and likable, an investor will sacrifice a couple of points of yield to work with someone that, that, that they like um, and that they trust. And I think that that that's something that you have to give time because yeah. you can't you can't walk into a networking event on day one and say I'm really trustworthy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it takes proof, a little while. Yeah, proof, proof of the puddings in the eating. Absolutely. So, what about overspends? Have you had any significant overspends on projects where you've had it fully costed at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, we're working in nineteenth century. Terraces, yes. you know, 19, um, 1890s type yeah. houses. Um, so there's inevitably stuff that's covered up you can't see. I remember my biggest overspend was 17 grand. Wow. Yeah, that was a difficult conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, You're playing that in your mind now, aren't you? Well, stuff happened. Yeah, I'm back in this backyard in Oldham. But have you had any uh, issues like that? Uh, no, Touchwood. Touch wow, touch really impressed. Had some, we've had some um, advisories, should we say, where you know you're doing a, if if you're doing a, a a full refurb and you've got to send a guy up on the roof to to put a couple of slates back, you know things that they've been really minor things. Touchwood. Yeah, I'm sure at some point we we will get the the can of worms where you, you know, you take it back to brick and think, oh my God, what have we, what have we done here? There's, you know, there's X, Y or Z. Well, you're doing a bit of back to brick. You're doing back to Absolutely, brick. Yeah. 
Yeah. Salford, wherever you are in Salford. Um, go on, builders, relationships mm. with builders. How, how did you find the builders you're working with? Um, I have to say, looking at your videos, um, they keep a very tidy site. Right? Yeah. It's very clean, that site, mm. which immediately gives me some comfort. Yeah, I found. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I didn't know when I started that yeah. you know, untidy site. You know, it's not what you want to see, right? No. So I'm suspecting those guys do what they say and say what they, you know, say what they yeah. think. Yeah, they, they they seem they seem like a good. Um, I mean, you're always meeting new contractors and new builders and and adding to that. You know, if if you. If you've got an electrician and he's on a job, you can't wait for him. You need another electrician. So you should always be adding to your to your power team to a point where you've got three, four, or even five options of, of yep. where you can go to. Um, so far, I've been, um, I don't know whether it's lucky, fortunate, um, whatever you want to call it, we've not had any complete howlers yet. I'm sure at some point, we, we may have an issue with a contractor or a builder, um, and then that's that's a conversation that we have to we have to have. But in in terms of the site, what we do is we take our investors um, around existing projects that we're doing, so that they can see what we're actually doing in 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 the flesh. Yeah. So it's really important that we relay to the builders. Look, we could turn up unannounced at any time with with investors, with potential clients. So you need to keep the site clean and tidy. Um, and, and they respect that, which, which is, which is good. Yeah. I remember what a difficult conversation I had in Oldham. Um, somebody came to look at what we were doing, somebody you would know. And, uh, it was very experienced property mm. professional and came out and said, uh, after they go, when they're in the car with me, they said to me, um, Finish was diabolical, David. It wasn't, it wasn't you. I wouldn't go for this, right? Um, so I had to go back and tell the builders that they'd nearly blown the deal, right? Yeah. And they were right, you know, yeah. the investors. So we've had one of those as well. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, before we before we end, you've been very generous with your time, Ben. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. One more thing that our uh, property sourcing profiteers want to hear, management. So after the deal is done, after you've put whatever project it is together, you're not managing the tenants, are you? All no. right? You, no. no. So you 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 pass that out. Management can hurt. Bad management can hurt the returns on the property. Yeah. So whatever people are projected up front, if the you've got bad tenants in and they don't pay and there's voids and they mess about, blah, 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 that, that grocery mm. comes way down. Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, how have you dealt with getting decent management in place? So we've had conversations with, with a lot of different letting agents of different um, builds, shall we say. Um, you know, your, your high street, you know, the names that people would recognise yeah. uh, and also your local, you know, one man office, one person, one depot, sort of, if you will, type type places. Um, in some cases, it is a little bit of trial and error because they're all going to tell you that they vet the tenants and they do this and they do that, etc. Um, again, perhaps a little bit fortunately, because I've got a couple of properties myself, I, I can test 
um, my, my own lettings contacts with with investors and, and they understand what we're doing so they understand the potential business for them the potential scale for them but again I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket um, I think it's important to have a um, you don't want to have 10 properties with 10 different letting agents but you certainly want to have two or three um, in in the mix I would uh, I would say and going around properties that they currently manage speaking to other investors who perhaps use them um, again it's, it comes back to referrals you know if if they're if they're doing a good service have you found there's a bit of a step up because most letting agents are quite professional with single lets right yeah uh, i struggled and you know i worked at, sort of on your patch um, yeah uh, i struggled to find a letting agent who could properly manage an hmo mm. Um, so I know you've taken that on because you're producing HMOs. You've you've mm-hmm. uh, you've got to make sure those letting agents can perform. Are you are you happy with who you're working with at the moment? I don't know who you're working. With. Yeah, so 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 far so good. Um, it, it it's all theory at the minute because the, the the first one that we started isn't going to be ready for for a few months. So yeah, the the the, the proof of the pudding is going to be. Um, well, I would be all over them. Like a oh yeah, yeah. I will. Even the big guys. Make sure you're all over them. Like a yeah. <laughs> cool. Ben, I'm go- I'm going to say thank you because we, we've 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 done a fair stint and and you know it's been fascinating. Um, Good I've enjoyed it. Um, if we've got any investors listening out there who want to invest in the northwest, right? Because I used to work in around Manchester. I don't now. Um, I work in around Peterborough with Progressive Let Sourcing. But if they want to um, come and spend some money in Manchester, are you uh, happy to talk to potential investors at the moment, Ben? And if you are, how can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm always interested to talk to to potential investors. Um, you can find me on 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 Facebook. Um, that's probably the easiest the easiest way. Um, I don't know whether I should give my my, my mobile number out. No, I, on your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> definitely would not give your mobile number out. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to connect with with Ben, he's very diligent. He's one of the smartest young men I've ever worked with in property or anywhere. I knew very early on that he was going to do it, whatever it is. It is that he would make a success of his property business. And you know what, I, Ben? I don't think you scratch the surface yet. I think if we no. sat down again in three to five years' time, you're going to be in a different place. So I don't know which where that's going to be. No, but no, that's quite exciting. It, it is exciting. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to enjoy watching you. And I take no credit for what you've done. You know, I know we met early in your journey, but you've done it. I never did it. You've gone and done it on your own. And um, hats off to you. And if there's any property sourcing profiteers out there, you know, having a bit of a wobble in their mind, oh, is it right? Is it the right thing to do? Listen to what Ben said. Right. Just keep at it. Consistency. Consistency is my personal trainer tells me every week. Ben. <laughs> Consistency is the key. OK, keep going. Ben, thank you so much. This has thank been you, so David. Appreciate it. Um, property sourcing profiteers out there. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, there's been some nuggets in here. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. And going forward, there'll be more stuff like this. So get out there. See what you can find. We're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. 
Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.